0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. now And... Special guest today with us, my brother-in-law and friend, Michael Boyd. Stranger danger. <laughs> Stranger danger. How's it going? Oh, Good. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. We're excited to have you on, too. Um, we'll introduce you in a second. We're going to roll through my normal spiel here really quick to t- introduce the show a little bit, but Teen Podcast is a weekly video game show where we talk about... Obviously, video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch a video version of each episode on YouTube, so head over to youtube.com slash teamchatpodcast to watch those. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server, where we can love to talk to you about games when we're not on here recording the show. And finally... If you're lo- really loving what we're creating for you each and every week, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks, like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release, and access to other neat little goodies, such as a private channel on our Discord server, and for our patrons at our $5 tier, you get access to our secondary show, Team Chit Chat. Where uh, that we release out there that is a patron exclusive show for the first two weeks. And then it goes out into the general public where you can, everyone can enjoy it. But if you don't do that, that's totally fine. We completely understand. We would just still really appreciate your support in either a, uh, writing us a review, sharing a, on, sharing it with your friends, telling your friends in person, you know, all those great things to get the word out there about the greatness of team chat podcast. We really appreciate it. And we love each and every one of our listeners. Well, before we jump into Deep the breath. moment with Mogan, yeah, no, I felt like it was kind of going. I think that's the first time fast.
1: you've ever described the perks as goodies.
0: Well, I normally say like fun tidbits, and I feel like I'm that not one's... actually sure which one is worse. <laughs> I, was to say, I, feel I don't like, like you don't either like tidbits. Of them. <laughs> Both are bad. <laughs> well, before we get to the moment with Mogan, let's have a brief introduction here with Michael. So, tell us about yourself. How did you get into gaming? What are some of your favorite games? You know, what is your current favorite game? I guess.
2: Yeah, so got into gaming pretty early on in my childhood. My brother, who's eight years older than I am, he had a Nintendo 64 and Super Classic. Nintendo. Nice. So I grew up with those, um, playing the uh, you know Super Nintendo Donkey Kong, Old Mario, um, and then all, obviously my favorite was the Legend of Zelda franchise. Uh, that's really what kick-started. A fun choice. <laughs> that's a really what kick-started the whole gaming adventure, and then... First system that I bought was a uh, PS3. No, that's a lie, it's PS2. Um, and I can't really remember anything from that, except the Return of the King game, which they need to make a remake of. That game is amazing. So awesome. Um, but yeah, so it's been you know pretty ingrained into my uh, childhood and adulthood, and so... Well, like I mean, I gotta
0: say, that I was very pleased when uh, I first met you when you started dating my sister and everything, and one of the and I was like, "Yes, he is, he is the chosen one." We have she has done well. So. Imagine <laughs> how much worse it would have been otherwise. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but no. So uh, so then, what is if you liked all those older games, what would you say is your favorite game of all time?
2: Oh, favorite game of all time?
0: I'm pretty hooked. No, it Can on, be a hard one. To, yeah. a hard one to answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think currently, if there's a game that I could go back and play every single day and never get bored of it'd be the shadow of Mordor oh. or shadow of oh. War. either of really? those. Interesting. So, yeah. Pretty recent. This, those are the games where it's like, um, it, it's a great storyline, but also just great to go in and just slaughter a bunch of orcs. Right. And you easy way to pass time. And so probably, well, and a you're,
0: time. you're a huge Lord of the Rings fan anyway, too. Oh, so yeah. it's like a, a, a wonderful blend of all the, of all the two things together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Well, before we get into our main topic, which is going to be a whole lot of, honestly, this is one of the episodes where we felt like we just wanted to talk about what we've been playing lately. We've had a big, a couple of review heavy episodes in the last few weeks, so we wanted to catch up on what we had been playing. And this is a perfect episode for Michael to jump in on as well with us. So before we do that, though. Let's find out what's coming out soon and any other little tidbits of news. Saying it again, just trying it out a little bit more. Sorry about that. (laughs) In our moment with Mogan.
1: So as of this episode's air date, uh, having come out just yesterday, Dawn of Fear came out for the PlayStation 4. And then as of today, February 4th, we have Life is Strange 2 Complete Season. We should have waited. (laughs) God, we should have (laughs) waited. Anyways, that's for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. That is all five episodes of Life is Strange 2. Personally cannot recommend, but you know, for anybody else that might be thinking about it Now's the time we need to
0: circle around And see what Fuchsia thinks of it Yeah so we
1: do I actually missed all of her Playthrough about it um, Mostly because I, It was burning my eyes To have to watch it again uh, I tried But you know I love how, how During didn't the work episodes
0: We talk about it That you're, you your know, uh, Your opinions of Were slightly more reserved Now that we're done You're they, just like No I was, b- burning I was trying all bridges. to
1: be like Objective and fair And like see the silver lining But now that we're Out of the woods I'm like no You know what no, there's no, there's that, That's a chapter there. in my life I'm ready to close um, uh, also out on february 4th we have monster energy supercross 3 for playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc the oh
0: that's monster branded i was thinking at first like when you first started saying it like monster monster hunter world like it was uh, something like that but I, it no, would be so much more branded. fun if
1: that were the Got case it. but unfortunately <laughs> uh the dark crystal age of resistance tactics Ooh. comes out for playstation 4 xbox one switch pc and mac they, they, I don't know anything about the game. Probably. I do love the Dark Crystal, but uh, they at least get one star for bothering to put it on Mac. That's out on February 4th as well. The Sims 4 Tiny Living Expansion for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and that's it. Comes out on February 4th too. Zombie Army 4 Dead War. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And then a little bit later this week on February 6th, we have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for PlayStation 4. Knights and Bikes. That sounds fun.
0: That does. I've actually seen a little <laughs> bit of that, and that does actually look really fun. It looks like a fun little, like, cartoony of it. You are like kids on bikes, oh, right? Oh, how cute. Nice stuff. Looks uh, really
1: that's out for Switch also on February 6th. We have Kunai for Switch and PC, and then closing out the end of the week, the Turing Test for Switch on February 7th, and then a little bit later in the weekend... AO Tennis 2, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. A lot of stuff is actually coming out this week. Yeah. And then in case you haven't seen the news yet, I'm pretty sure this is legit. I just saw it, so if it winds up being a hoax, my bad. But it appears as though Nintendo has announced a special collector's edition for oh. Animal Crossing New Horizons official Switch console and it's not not a switch light light. it looks like a real switch it's got beautiful like mint green and kind of i guess tropical blue like turquoise blue joy con very relaxing look to it and then the dock is kind of uh, like a white color and it has uh tom nook and timmy and tommy on the front of it and it comes with like a special kind of tropical themed carrying case so if i had many more dollars i would 100 percent get it uh so hopefully that is true um and that will be coming out in march yeah
0: because speaking of future again when she was on uh, her episode with us and she was talking about animal crossing and she was afraid that there was only going to come out with a special edition for the switch light so which she wouldn't be she was sad about because she wouldn't be able to stream from it See, so now it's, is, it's, they, that's it, that's very exciting
1: it is very exciting for her but also if they made an animal crossing new horizons switch light I would probably buy that yeah. because I don't have a Switch Lite yet and if there was one for Animal Crossing, heck yeah, I would yeah. buy into that. Why not? Very cool. Uh, but as far as I can tell, the New Horizons edition is going to be two ninety nine ninety nine USD. Oh okay. okay. Two hundred ninety nine point nine nine USD.
0: Very cool, very cool. Well, so, like I said, we're going to move into... Oh, wait, one thing on the news that I did want to add in really quick is that uh, PlayStation announced their games uh, that are coming out free with PS mm. Plus this month, and they are bangers. It is
1: two bangers.
0: Really good ones. The entire Bioshock collection for PS4... It's going to be coming out, so that's going to give you Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite. And the second game that they're that they're handing out for free this uh, in February is The Sims 4.
1: That's exciting. Very I'm exciting. definitely going to get The Sims. Um, obviously, I already own the Bioshock collection, uh, and I love it, and would absolutely recommend. The series has its flaws. Bioshock Infinite was very divisive, but I think they're all fantastic games. Would recommend.
0: I need to finish them. So because I, I, I had them on, I bought a collection. It was like the Rapture collection, I think that had only that had Bioshock 1 and 2 for oh, PS3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then P- bioshock infinite was a ps plus game by itself way back when they were still doing it for the ps3 Maybe like I that's think what i was thinking before of, of ps4 it was even out i oh, think okay. so i have all three of them already that are still on my ps4 i mean my ps3 so if you're getting them to me on the ps4 absolutely for yeah. free digitally yeah yes. for free why not Woo-hoo! go for it so uh so yeah so that was pretty exciting but like I said, our main topic today is we like we've been going through talking about some heavy reviews like with like our Yoshi's crafted world review last week and then Blasphemous and Song the year, the week before that, uh, or a couple weeks before that I guess. So we just wanted to to slow it down a little bit more and just talk about what games we have been playing because there's been a lot of fun stuff and also with Michael being here too, learn a little bit more about some of his gaming habits and what he's currently going through. So uh, actually. Why don't you start us off?
2: Yeah, so recently just bought a Nintendo Switch and so have been super are, absorbed into the Switch world.
1: Are you mad at yourself now that you know the Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch is coming well out? See,
2: I never played Animal Crossing. So <gasps> well, like you've inspired me to like, Mogan has inspired me. I need to get this game. Yeah, <laughs> And so it. Everyone yeah, loves Animal Crossing. Definitely. Um, but yeah, my wife and I love to play Mario Kart. But for me, for my gaming time, Completely absorbed into Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. Excellent. It's been fantastic. Also, super frustrating when your weapons <laughs> break on you in the middle of a fight, <laughs> but it's okay. But it's been a fantastic game. So
1: That's far. awesome. I just very recently went back and started uh, actually bothering to finish the DLC packs because I finished Breath of the Wild a few months after the game came out. Uh, super superbly obsessed with it, and then I took a nice long break because I burned myself out. But coming back in the DLC, I was reminded brutally of the weapon uh, frailty. (laughs) And it is a very annoying system that I still think they should fix in post (laughs) but overall it is just an amazing game and I'm always very jealous when I meet new people that are like experiencing it for the first time because I wish that were me again. I want to get like one of those uh, sitcom style comas where I wake back up and I I have like a lot of memory loss and then I get to play Breath of the Wild all over again. So Jared, that is one of my uh, awakening from a coma wishes Okay. so I'm counting on you to bring my Switch to me with Breath of the Wild. Don't tell me anything about it. Do
0: you want me to bring it to you with your saves wiped? So you oh, have yeah, no, reco- no no definitely. recollection. Get rid of them. I'll I can say, do it all Logan, again. This game came out today. just today. They, they, just for you Nintendo to wake up to.
1: Nintendo rushed you this copy in pre-development to celebrate your coming out of a coma. <laughs> Reggie okay. Fizami is still Taking in charge notes. of Nintendo. <laughs> I, I will add this
0: to your wishes for the for, yeah, for the medical emergency. Nothing against Doug
1: Bowser. I just want to go back to a time when Reggie was in charge. <laughs>
0: So, so, how far into it are you, do you think? Because, uh, like me, I've never been able to advance farther than the first Divine Beast. It's.
2: Yeah, so, so far I've only things. beaten one Divine Beast, the first one. Um, I can't even remember the name because they're all so different. Was but it, watery? The, it was the elephant. Um, Varuta? Varuta sounds familiar, something like that. And then kind of have diverted from the main quest and have been doing a lot of the side quests and finding all of the temples, or not temples, but the uh, shrines um just because i die really quickly um right now so i have to get those spirit orbs so i can get those hearts Um, yes but yeah it's just so fun to like take that open world concept to zelda which was missing in all the earlier games uh, as far as as expansive as it is now and like being able to apply that to like the games i grew up with um Mm -hmm. it's been fantastic
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just it's one for me. I've I've talked about this at length before. It's like I'm really bringing the mood in the room down. I'm sorry, with okay, I won't. I won't wild. talk about it. I won't, <laughs> I'm talk, I'm not gonna, I won't talk. I won't talk shit on it. I was just gonna say that it's been that it's like it's it's one that like I see the appeal of. I just for some reason have the hardest time getting into it, and I'll beat it in time for Breath of the Wild three to come out. You mean two? No, I'm saying it's going to oh, take me okay. so I long. the joke now. <laughs> my bad. It kind of like flew over my head <laughs>
1: because I was seeing red. I know, I know, uh, did you play Skyrim? No. Okay. Gotcha. I have also never played Skyrim, but everybody and their mother has, yeah, and also their grandmothers. Should. Yeah, was and Everybody that I've talked to says that Breath of the Wild is very similar to oh, no, Skyrim. That makes me think I so.
0: won't like Skyrim then. I've you heard might your not, weapons honestly. don't break in Skyrim. Though. That's honestly like, it's one of those things. It's That is one of the most upsetting things about about uh, breath of the I can't talk breath of the wild is because of that it's and, it, and it it goes against everything because it's like you feel like you need to save all your weapons or your high-powered ones at least for when you actually fight somebody big and then I still feel like every time I come up against somebody who I actually need powerful weapons against all my good ones are broken because I still needed to use them for whatever reason
1: you have to be able to find enough um koroks who give you korok seeds so that you can increase the amount of slots Because now I've just got stacks on stacks on stacks of bows, shields, swords and such. How do you
0: carry it all? He so, "Link is such a." He's very strong. Uh, apparently, <laughs> don't that worry about 100 it. Hundred <laughs> years of slumber <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he, he he
1: was uh, secretly lifting that whole time. His
0: muscles did not atrophy; and quite did not. Opposite, in quite the opposite. It's
1: like that electro like therapy where they shock your muscles. Yeah. that's what the little bathtub was Just for the, the whole hundred the years he was sleeping. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I just choose to believe it's kind of like Hermione's bag and Harry Potter. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's like everything fits in there just so
0: nicely. Right. And just pull it out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just limit unlimited storage. Uh, so, let's see, Mogan, what have you been?
1: I through? have gone back to one game and finished another. Oh, so wow. right after we uh, did a review of Wander Song, I think that weekend after we had recorded, I beat it. Oh, nice! So I just beat Wander Song. Um, it actually wound up being a little bit longer than I thought it was because it really kind of the initial chapters, I think there are seven total chapters of Wondersong, not eight like I thought there might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, The total seven chapters, the first one through three, are really short and they go by really fast. And then once you hit chapter like four, like the mid-game, they wind up being way longer because the next few locations you go to are much bigger, they're a lot more expansive, there's a lot more to do, and the story takes a really deep turn into its core subject matter that we talked about, which is the entire universe is about to be ended By your patron goddess because she's like, oh, sorry, it's just reset time. Nothing personal. I'm just hitting the reset <laughs> button on the whole thing. Uh, and you are trying to save your entire universe, not just your world, the whole universe, from being obliterated and reset until next time. Yeah. So that's the gist of Wander Song, And you play as a bard, and you have to fight uh, against your universe being obliterated through the power of friendship and song. And it's exactly my kind of game. Uh, so I will say that the game finished... Even higher than when I was reviewing it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would very much recommend it to absolutely anybody that is into the kind of game that really actively challenges norms in storytelling. Uh, I think finishing Wander Song without giving too much away, some of the really interesting themes that the game tried to explore, primarily through character development, uh, were really identity. And, you know, what does it mean to exist as XYZ role? in a video game, mm-hmm. because the bard uh, continuously struggles with the fact that he's not the hero. You know, he's technically not the protagonist of his word, uh, of his universe, air quotes, uh, and he has a companion with him, Miriam the Witch, and she's a witch! She's all-powerful! She can shoot lightning and stuff like that, and yet she's also not the hero. Mm. So it's these two people kind of struggling with their identities and where their place is in the world, and how they can save the entire universe when they feel like specks, like specks of dust in the grand cosmos. So it went into some really interesting corners, never without getting too dark. Uh, I was very impressed that um, Greg Lobanov, I think is his name. Uh, He's the main um, director. It's his game. He had some really interesting motivations when he made it. He did an amazing job of maintaining the balance between a happy-go-lucky, charming, funny storyline against... Uh, a central conflict that was actually very sad. Uh And and it does come to a, a resolution. I won't tell you one way or another whether it's good or bad or mm-hmm. ambivalent, but the game comes to, I think, a really satisfying resolution. And overall, I am planning to play it again at some point, but I'm probably going to take a nice long break let some things flow back out of my brain and yeah. then I'll come back to it and have just as much fun as before.
0: How many hours do you think you did, this total?
1: I think it, so I'm, I was guessing 10 to 12 based on feedback that I had seen from other sources, of a couple of reviews and such. I think I actually wound up putting about 15 to 18 hours into it. So okay. it's still a relatively short game. You arguably could play it faster. I was just busy derping around and I danced everywhere nice. because there's the dedicated dance button so that the bard can dance at all times during conversations. <laughs> during cutscenes, when things so really aren't no. dance appropriate. He's like, I just want to dance. And it's like, yeah, little bard, you do your thing. Uh, it inspired me so very much that I got a, um, new drawing tablet over the holidays Ooh, for like fun. digital art because I used to be almost good when I was back in my day when I deviant see, art no, was no, still a thing. To,
0: you were an artist. That's an fun. Artiste.
1: artiste. Uh, well in the game there's a character called Ayala and she is basically the messenger of the goddess. You meet her really early on. Mm. Um, Um, And she's kind of like this cosmic rainbow girl with like this big hair that's like constantly changing uh, rainbow chromatic colors. She calls you Lil B and she's Uh your buddy. Uh, And I was so charmed by her design because the entire game has these really storybook kind of uh, qualities to it. Her design is really simple and I felt like it was such good practice that one of my first arts with my new tablet is a little character drawing of Ayala because I learned how to make gradients. It's really... Convenient question mark? Well, Anyways, to see that. I want to so, see the finished product. I'll work on it and maybe I'll post it in the Discord. You don't <laughs> have to make I just want to
0: see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. What have I been playing lately? I've actually gotten very heavily well because i'm still waiting i think it's now because the game got delayed i think it's not until ori comes out in march that is the first like big release of this year that i'm looking forward to so i've been trying to go through a little bit more and clean up some gains the backlog such as i finally restarted assassin's creed odyssey
1: i actually was gonna guess that that was gonna be my guess i would have been right
0: for the first time ever (laughs) but uh assassin's creed i'm still i'm farther than i got before so so you're past the tutorial. Yes, <laughs> I <laughs> wow. made it past the title screen. But uh because I I really think I think I played 5 or 6 hours before I got completely distracted by Red Dead Redemption 2. And but I also was playing very much in the mindset of I'm going to platinum this game, so I'm gonna go and head and get every location completed on the main, the first island of Greece. You start Alpha on and everything like that. So, the five to six hours that I actually got was very little actual story.
1: You did it to yourself.
0: I did. You played it. yourself. I did. I did. I played myself very hard, but uh, it. But now I've taken on this new approach. That we talked about in like our, our year end year in review episode, where I was just like, okay, no, I'm going to focus on the story, or else I'm never going to get through all these games I want to do. So I've been really pushing forward. Uh, been I've gotten through again. I've probably played six, five, six hours. Plus again, since I've, since I played it, but now it has been predominantly main story.
1: Now that you're running and gunning. Yes. Figuratively speaking. With exactly. Your with my, I mean, I could
0: be running and gunning with my bow and arrows. So there we go. So it still works. But yeah, um, getting started to get some different, uh, some really cool armor sets and everything going through. I did. I'm playing again as Cassandra. I still wanted to play yes. as her. I didn't want to switch to Alexios and I did have my first romance.
1: You know, I it will say wonderful. I've never encountered a human being yet that used Alexios.
0: You know, I don't think I have either. Yeah, no one, because <laughs> everybody's like, "Cassandra is badass." She's, she's just objectively the better option. I do want to at least go back and see after I finish this playthrough with her, and go back and at least start the game again as Alexios, so I can see like how they handle the beginning of the of the game. Because I could see it very easily where they simply swap the roles that the two play in the beginning. And so I'm very curious to see if that's actually how it happens in everything, or if Alexios has a completely different, uh, well, I guess there would, they would, they could be similar and it wouldn't swap. Hmm. Okay, I know where they would they would mirror each other, but then it would it would have to branch off and be a different thing. But I wonder how that all works. I don't know. See, I'm still curious. Anyways, because so
1: tell me more about your first romance.
0: uh, So it was it it was the same woman, Odessa, that I discovered in the first my first few hours of playing, and I I came back and went to her again, and I was just like, I'm not gonna let you escape from me this time. (laughs) And uh,
1: is that the side quest you were stuck on? She was playing hard to get, and you just couldn't. couldn't well, no, because
0: it. It, it's it's very funny <laughs> how the romance in this game is very different than it is with like a Bioware game or a Dragon Age or something like that, where you really, really, really have to work at trying to romance these characters, like real you, relationships, like real relationships. <laughs> no, this one is very much the like second conversation you have with Odessa after you rescue her from this camp, from this uh, when she's a prisoner, being held prisoner you can literally like say two things to her and then you get the option with the heart next to it. And I was like, I'm going for
1: oh, it. I didn't know that <laughs> it like so, indicated to you which options were like romance options. Yeah. That's and funny. so it's
0: pretty funny. So I was just like, I'm going to see how hard I can push this. I was so over the top flirting with Odessa through the whole thing. It was amazing. She's basically awesome. like, I'm trying to, cause she's a descendant of Odysseus. And so I was just like, she comes up and she talks to, and she's talking to you about how she's wanting to fulfill this legacy. And I was just like, you could do that or you could come sleep with me. <laughs> that's basically what, how the conversation Wow, What a pickup line. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, well, this is fun. And so every Not time even I even
1: like a baby, I am your destiny. Come on. <laughs> no, I per- write better that.
0: that's, that's actually a very <laughs> yeah. good line. Be perfect. But no, so it was, it was very much like you walk up to her after you free from this camp, you're talking to her. She's like, I'm trying to do this. And you're, and she's like, you know, has this internal conflict of does she just want to live her life or does she want to live up to her family's name and everything cuz uh, and all this and i in and my response to that was you're cute.
1: <laughs> wow. When you say it that way, Cassandra sounds like a scumbag. <laughs> it, I mean, it was pre-
0: it's pretty funny. How, how unfortunate. Like, no, it is pretty fu- I will say it is very funny how quickly uh, that you can just jump right to it and be like, hard no, vivos. this is what I'm wanting. <laughs> let's, let's, let's follow this track. That's actually pretty but funny. then it is cool though, because she leaves like, I think regardless of what choices or what you said to her, unless you intentionally like said something to piss her off, what, we- lead to you interacting with her again in the future. And so when I found her again, later, she had more quests that go on. And then after you uh, complete her quest line, you have the ability to actually recruit her as like a lieutenant on your ship. So she can travel with you for the throughout the rest of the game and everything like that. Um, But yeah, so that was that was pretty getting more into these details and just figuring out too, because I did actually get to do one of the first conquest battles, which is something that's different from past Assassin's Creed, where it is legitimately a full scale, like big battlefield, and you're not trying to just take out individual opponents and everything like that. You know, like I mean, you've played a lot of the Assassin's Creed games. You know that when you're going through a town, you might alert a whole bunch of guards and you might have like five, ten guards chasing after you that you gotta fight or whatever. But this is legitimately just an open battlefield you're, the Spartans are there, the Athenians are there, and you're in the mix fighting for whichever faction you've allied yourself, aligned yourself with. And so having that as a different part of the, a new thing in Assassin's Creed was really fun. Um, and just, uh, two, also learning all the different movesets and everything, learning how the different, uh, abilities can really, kick in and everything. like uh, I, I still just love that they added in the Spartan kick from 300. It's so fun.
1: <laughs> that was a really good a, a good planning decision on their it was part. Smart. Can you imagine if there smart. hadn't been a Spartan kick?
0: And, then, and you get to like use it at the very beginning of the game too and then it's like one of the first abilities you can unlock. And I'm just like, absolutely I'm going to do this so I can just kick fools all over the, <laughs> the place. The first time
1: you, you learn it or use it, is it like somebody into a well or over a cliff?
0: Yes. Yeah, excellent. Because it's, it's actually the very beginning of the game, game starts off and you play as Leonidas at the Battle of Thermopylae. Oh
1: my god. Okay, so
0: I actually didn't know that. <laughs> it legitimately is like there's this chieftain dude and you have the, you can have the option to just like straight up run him and just like kick him off and it's amazing. That's it's awesome. So it's great. Um but yeah, so there you get all that stuff. But it's it's again, it takes a lot of what Assassin's Creed Origins did and did really well and it does expand on them with it a lot of different ways like with the conquest battles and different things like that. And so I'm very much enjoying my time with it. But I did get sidetracked a lot, though. Again? Again? Yes. And uh, well,
1: after all the grandstanding you just did about how you're going to play the story and make progress, well,
0: I didn't get distracted by the uh, by side quests in that game. I got distracted by another game entirely. Oh, Apex Legends has done pulled me back in. Heaven's to Betsy. It's so good because they had this this really cool this new event that came out uh, called the Grand Soirée, where basically it was quite a few days it might have been like 14 days because they had like seven events i think and each one took place it, it, they had seven events within this first uh within this big event and it and each one was like two days and it would switch but they were so different and fun like one was called like gold rush duos all the weapons were like they the gold highest tier weapons Ooh. then there was one uh that w- and you could only play with two people on your team instead of three uh and then there was one was always closing. The ring is constantly moving. Oh, that's and interesting. Instead of going in stages and having the rest period. There's another one that was in the firing range. The last one that they had was called Dummies Big Day. In the firing range of it where you can go and practice and test out all the different weapons, you can. Tar- well, some of the targets are these dummies so they're, they're like faceless they kind of look they basically look like crash test dummies and stuff like that and they're bright colors that's what you got to play as instead of the normal heroes that's awesome. and they had random ultimates so they had random passive abilities it was super fun uh but then oh but i think my favorite of the event was it was only shotguns and sniper rifles with limited shields. Shameful. It was fun. It was
1: fun. That does not sound fun at all. No, it's Mostly because fun. I can't snipe to save my life. Oh, I can't <laughs> either. But
0: it was really fun though because it made me feel like I could <laughs> snipe because everybody was having to <laughs> snipe and nobody was yeah. good at it. So <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Have you played any of the battle royales or anything like that? I haven't except for like
2: the one time. I played when I was here last good just for you, for like man five minutes, and I died like eighteen times, yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: resist the battle royale it's a bad game platform,
0: <laughs> but what well, part of it so that one got me, and I honestly was like i'm just going to try this out i'm gonna see what happens, but then I wound up getting like super into it and playing it again, and now they just came out uh, as of the day of this recording that the season four is gonna start. On February fourth, so with the day this episode releases, and they're br- introducing the new character, the long teased and long awaited character, Revenant, and they released a really Ooh. cool trailer. He's another like cyborg, uh, robotic cyborg character. I guess character. I didn't
1: realize that he wasn't out yet.
0: Yeah, I he's not he yet. Was. Well, they had Pathfinder, who's like the who's like the original um, robot hero, and now there's Revenant. But it's but I gotta hand it to uh, EA and Respawn with how they hand, how they marketed this because they back on their Halloween event, Revenant like appears. And is kind of like the host of that event. And then, so everybody's like, oh yeah, Revenant's gonna be our season, our season four hero or legend. And then it gets like last week, they announced Mm -hmm. that the new hero was gonna be this guy named Forge. And everybody's like, what? Where'd he come from? And then, and so, and, and everybody's like, well, have we been bamboozled? It sure seems like it, but everybody's like, no, it can't be Forge. It has to be Revenant because they we've like found all these voice lines and everything in the in, by scrounging game files and all this other stuff. But then they release a, a cinematic short of like um, Forge being interviewed, and re- in this video, Revenant. Straight up comes up behind him and murders Forge.
1: That's really funny.
0: And that's how and now Revenant is the main is the one
1: hilarious. In the game. Oh, so that's a nice really, little It
0: was so cool. That
1: that, that would have so been a great. That would have been a great April Fool's joke. Oh yeah. I can't believe they didn't it's like hang on it to it. They should have held on to that one.
0: So it so now Revenant looks like he's gonna be a pretty badass character. And so I'm pretty excited to get to jump in and play as him. But yeah, so that's really that's kind of been what I've been playing a lot lately. But um Let's see, let's turn it back. What what can we talk to you about? So some more, a little bit more. What are you looking forward to? So you got the switch. I did. You've been playing Breath of the Wild. Yes. Also a lot of Mario Kart. Yes. Um What other games are you wanting? Like or what or like recommendations that maybe we could give you? Or some oh, good man. games or something like that?
2: I'm so far behind on all my other gaming. Like, still haven't played Assassin's Creed Origins, which the Assassin's Creed franchise is one of my favorites. And so Still so behind on that. Still haven't played God of War, which is so disappointing that I haven't. There's just so So much I have to do to catch up. And so, yeah, like anything you can throw out there, just good one. Hmm.
1: All of mine are going to be indies. By the way, if you haven't played the greatest indie game and possibly the greatest game of all time, available now for Nintendo Switch and consoles everywhere, (laughs) Hollow Knight, (laughs) I would definitely (laughs) recommend. (laughs) want so to That's make sure true. that All everybody I, knows I, I, it's already I bet out, you would like. Hollow Knight is awesome and it's not expensive. Uh, you can get it on the Nintendo Switch store for like fifteen, twenty bucks. Nice. Um, it frequently goes on sale. It's probably the best platformer action ex- exploration game ever made. So pick it up if and when you can. It is a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, it is a really good one. You've talked a lot about that one. I'm still trying to make my way through that one too. But again, this has making your way of-
1: downtown. Yeah, walking fast. Yep. Basis pass.
0: Yep. You said you have tears bound. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's see. So so you like the Assassin's Creed series a lot and you've been playing through that one. Right now you're in Breath of the Wild. But what about those kind of games like really grabs you? Like what, what makes those is like the combat of it, the uh, the uh, the promise of adventure in these open worlds? Like what kind of really attracts you to that kind of game?
2: Yeah, I think so much of it is just one, it starts out with combat-based, and those games are just inherently fun. Um, But then they also just have such great stories. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just a game where you're running around hack and slash for no reason, and that's it. You know, those games have their place, but when you can combine those with such a great story and especially a game like Assassin's Creed that spans so many years. Right. I mean, that was, Assassin's Creed was the first game I bought on PS3 and had no idea what it was about or the anything. First one? Yeah. The very first one. And it was like, I have no idea what this is about. And then also, especially with Assassin's Creed for me, I majored in history uh, for my bachelor's degree. And so like looking at, how they incorporate like actual historical events into that for me is just like a huge nerd moment. Oh yeah. All coalesced into one thing. And so, um, being able, especially for those stories to see like how the imagination that these people have to take actual historical events and then mix these things and like almost make you believe it could have happened that way.
0: And it's just like, makes you wish that it actually happened that way. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. So with those games do you like the when it dabbles into like the more the modern storylines or are you just like I wish it would stay in the in the in the ancient times because that's what I've really noticed this the series has done as it's gone on especially with Origins and Odyssey they have very limited how much interaction in the modern times there is Yeah uh, which I am all for Yeah, because I like the modern side quests like it, I like I like the the incorporate that it, it is the like the tying together of the history with the modern and all this and it gives a few like the sci-fi elements and different things like that. But still, though, it's like I bought this game because I want to explore history. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm all about staying in it and wanting to stay into the in the past and everything.
2: Yeah, I definitely like, um, like you said, that intermingling of jumping back and forth between timelines. Yeah. Um, but I and I think it was Black Flag where you first start where you don't play as Desmond anymore. Mm. Was that was it Black Flag or was it Unity where that started? And you play as the... I think it's Black Flag when you're working for... um,
0: Yes. Abstergo. Abstergo, yeah, 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 And
2: so it's like you're you're mainly just like... It's just a first person. You know, you're not playing as Desmond or anything. Um, And so it's very limited. And I think I like that a lot more when the story is more about the historical assassin character. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Definitely enjoyed that a lot more, just because it seems, one, the gameplay is so much better than that. Yeah. Because when you're playing the modern storyline, and you're basically just kind of walking around um, and things like that.
1: That's another example of, I don't think I've ever heard one single human person mention that they're favorite or even lukewarm parts of the assassin's creed games are the modern times because it, no one ever even mentions them no. i always forget that the games even have those parts because no one talks about them
0: yeah because it, it, it is such a little part of it but i know like in the original like in assassin's creed 1 and 2 it was a major part of the games yeah. like you yeah. you would cut up through to the,
2: up through revelations yeah in and then that's kind of like where the Desmond Saga ends. I guess Ubisoft oh, yeah. so finally
1: right, did then. like. Would be
0: Black Flag Yeah, it doesn't.
1: They probably finally forced. did enough polls and they were like, wow, people hate these parts of the game. <laughs>
0: well, and, and it makes sense. But like, you remember in the very first one, how much walking around and like conversation stuff you had to have before you could actually get in the Animus and go back and to play as all. Yes. So much.
2: And it's just like, I'm just going to walk from my confined bedroom. To the Animus machine, and I just have to do this over and over again until I'm actually able to play the game. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. And it
0: like it, it hints at like this mystery of stuff, but it's just like it, it. I remember being like, okay, so I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, I'm gonna talk to Kristen Bell over here. And then I'm going to.
1: Is it really Kristen Bell? It is. It is. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You that's meet this awesome. character, Lucy, and Kristen Bell. It was like one of the first that's things amazing. I think I ever saw her in, really.
0: It may uh, have been the first
1: thing she was ever in. <laughs>
0: Obviously not, but. Probably like past her Veronica Mars or around her Veronica Mars fame, I guess. But
2: Wow. But
0: yeah, but it was. um, But no, but that's one. So what would you say is your favorite Assassin's Creed then? Oh, Black Flag. Really? Yeah.
2: I mean, the naval combat. Just. <laughs> Blew it
0: out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I yeah, Black Flag was a great one. I still think I want to go back and play it. I still think two might be my I wanna play it because Origins to me is like, I think, my my current favorite. But uh Black I mean, but Assassin's Creed 2 was before that my favorite. So I need to go back and replay that one to see how it still stacks the, up against the rest. I would. I really love the character of Ezio.
2: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's like for Ezio, definitely has, in my opinion, the best story arc, which that also helps that he had three games to do it. Right. But as far as gameplay and, and all the different aspects of the gameplay, um, Black Flag to me is is the best one out there.
0: And two, it was the first one that got onto PS4. So you had like the. the yeah. A really good graph, like a, the substantial graphic jump and everything like that. And especially when you're in these literally lush green tropical locations, mm-hmm. that paid off really well. Cause it just really, I remember it was the first game I got for the PS4 and I was just like, Oh man, this is, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, and it was, I mean, Assassin's Creed 3 had a little bit of the movement dynamic change where it was a bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Black Flag was just a, the next step above. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really like the big jump
0: um, for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Well, I and mean, two, too, it was the one that lets you finally have like dual pistols things. Yeah. Pistols. And dual swords. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so cool. Um,
1: After Ezio's arc, was there ever a character that the Assassin's Creed series really focused on in mm-hmm. that same way? No.
0: no. Ezio is the only I one. I
1: wonder why. I don't
0: know. Honestly, like, it's cool that... We, I think because maybe it allows them to jump more time periods. I mean,
1: I'm sure, but it just seems like people really seem to have enjoyed that entire
2: yeah. series of games. I mean, I would
0: say those three... Well, uh, and so
2: much of it was because of Desmond. Yeah. Because Ezio is his direct ancestor. Yeah. Mm. And so then after you lose the connection with Desmond, and you're playing a with a different... And Because three and four uh, connected as far as, you know... Um, Edward and and Hathem uh, were yeah. were father and son, and then you play as a uh, Hathem's son, which I can't remember his name, Connor. Connor,
0: yeah. In three, yeah, 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 yeah. In- which I like that that it did that where it's like Assassin's Creed Three sets you up. You're playing as Connor with Hay- with Hathem and all that stuff, and then yeah, then to go back mm-hmm. and it does a time a time jump backwards. Yeah, where you play as Edward Kenway, who was Hathem's father. So it was a really that was like a fun uh, time jump and everything. I'm super excited about. We've talked about it a little bit because they announced it a couple years ago at E3, but that skull and bones, which is the like, online pirate game that Ubisoft's developing that's based off of the naval mm-hmm. combat and stuff like that. that. Isn't um,
1: the one that Microsoft made? CFD! No. In I, my mind, they're all the same. I'm always <laughs> saying Skull and Bones looks like
0: the, I mean, just because of different art style, like Skull and Bones has a more realistic art style in the terms of similar to how Assassin's Creed gotcha. looks, where sea of thieves is more of the cartoony, is a more cartoonish take. Um, but very similar concept, yes. But I'm, I'm still super excited for Skull and Bones, but it's been, Kind of silent. We haven't heard much
1: about it lately. Well, maybe someday
0: yeah. we'll get more info. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully. Um, but so another part of gaming, though, that Michael overlaps with us really well is he is also a huge fan of soundtracks. Yes.
2: Indeed.
1: The finest art form there is <laughs> in video games.
0: So what would be then, because we've had, had several episodes where we talk about some of our favorite soundtracks and everything favorites. like that. And I know that he has prepared. I I did I did uh, give him that bit of heads up about the, doing the soundtrack spotlight so he's got one picked out for us, Ooh, the, oh us yes. but what would you say are like some of your favorite or favorite soundtracks from a video game
2: yeah um, I mean the Return of the King soundtrack just because it was the Lord of the Rings soundtrack which Howard Shore amazing yes
1: um, that's cheating that is, it is, it is cheating <laughs> but they had a way bigger budget for that one <laughs>
2: Um, I'm trying to think here off the top of my head. I mean, Assassin's Creed Revelations had a great soundtrack, that yeah. opening theme. Who composed that one? Jesper. Je- Jesper Kidd?
0: Jesper, or is that one Lauren Balfe? No,
2: yeah, that one's Lauren Balfe. And then Jesper Kidd was... Jesper Kidd
0: did, a two, did one and two. I think so. Yeah, and then Lauren Balfe switched and he did Revelations and a couple others. Yeah. I think he did three also.
2: He may have. I can't remember. I used to have them on my old phone.
0: And yeah. Old homework, but I I need to do that one. But Revelations is good. I actually bought the complete recordings version Mm -hmm. of that one. Do you have that one? I do. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's like 80 something songs. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. It's it's too many songs. No, it's great. I had to
2: explain that purchase to my mom back in the day. It's like, why did you just spend (laughs) however much money on, on, itunes and it's like well it was either I buy these explain. songs individually for way more or spend this much exactly. you don't
1: understand mom it's the economy <laughs> <laughs> God, it's a deal, I swear.
0: yeah I, I remember when that popped up and i was like uh yes because <laughs> i mean that's the thing and that's especially it's so great about these soundtracks is like when they can give you something like that like if if it's one especially that i love like the assassin's creed soundtracks or anything like that or even you know not in game specifically, but with like the, uh, the Witcher TV show that just came out. They just released its soundtrack and it's 55 songs and three hours long for a TV show soundtrack. And, but then I guess the Mandalorian did the same thing mm-hmm. with their. Uh, releasing the each soundtrack per episode which was Mm -hmm. awesome too so it's just like you know yes give me more give me the like I even love that with the Black Flag they released a album that was just the sea shanties that the the sailors (laughs) as you're you're going around it's amazing
1: oh I don't know if I mentioned this when we were talking about Wander Song but fairly early on you board a pirate ship to go Uh. somewhere did I mention this no I don't think so where of course you're boarding with pirates and they're all like they love sea shanties so to steer your ship around it's you and the entire crew Singing sea shanties.
0: You're like steering
1: the ship with the power of song. That's it was amazing. actually really charming <laughs> and it just made me laugh and laugh.
0: That's fun. I was really shocked, uh, or not shocked, I guess, but like you had talked about how fun and colorful that game was, but then you shared just a, a screenshot of it on our Discord and everything. And I was like, oh man, this game is like really just charming in its colorful feel and everything with just how like bright and everything, almost neon in and its color was. And that was
1: actually a fairly tame
0: Great. screenshot.
1: <laughs> Most of them were a lot more in your face than that
0: oh damn yeah yeah it's such a i was like the more i hear about i'm like i might give that one a shot
1: you might give it a shot i will say that it's not you know it's not really an action game it very much is about talking to different characters getting the backstory it really is about the story and narrative right with some really interesting gameplay aspects and it's amazing what they were able to do with it given their central song wheel Mm -hmm. it's like a ping wheel but for song that's (laughs) given their central song wheel
0: mechanic. Well, it's because and I've gotten, you know, yes, you would have asked me a few years ago and it's like, yeah, give me the combat stuff, and that's what makes a game good for me. But but I mean like really and because of typical games like, gamer bros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean because of a lot of games that you've talked about on the show here like has really changed my opinion on that and like especially like games that we've played recently like Greece and everything like it's super simple. You're Grease, walking. And it's just yeah. <laughs> it's a super <laughs> simple game, but it's still it's just it was peaceful. It was, it's a it was,
1: different kind of experience.
0: It is. It really is. And so I'm not against playing those experiences. Granted, yes, they, they may not necessarily become my number one of all time kind of game, but still like the, the place for them in my heart and in my time in mind is, is more, I'm more open to them. Exactly. But, uh, but Yeah anything else gaming wise in general that you, you you're you here like we want to talk to you about it so like anything else that really like give things? me a game you hate Ooh, a game I yeah. hate. yeah oh, that's a good question what
2: good are question. your
1: feelings on the uncharted series
2: so those came as part of when I bought my PS4. Because and, they're garbage and, and they have to bundle them with bundle PS4s them. because I mean,
1: otherwise no one would buy them. <laughs> yes, I see where you're going with this.
2: After playing them, I would have never have been like, well, I'm glad like, it, my thing would have been, I'm glad I didn't spend money on those.
1: Oh, yes! But, finally! But
2: I did enjoy playing them, but not if that I had paid be, $60 that for That should be them.
1: Uncharted's <laughs> new tagline. I'm glad I didn't spend money on this. <laughs> Sick burn. Oh, that's pretty good. That's awesome. I'm going to carry that in my heart for years <laughs> to come. Me. You're so
0: happy. You have found a friend life now. <laughs> Oh, what a um, but, trash series. But yeah, other than that, what's a what's a what's one that you just like really just like or one that you thought was going to be like, man, I'm going to love this, and then you got into it and you're like, man, no, it's not for me.
2: Um, it's probably just cuz I didn't give enough time, but I tried to play Dragon Age Inquisition. Really? Oh. And like it just I think it's because it took so long and I didn't care for the combat style at yeah. the time. It was very hard for me. That's probably more on a like indictment on my skill level as a gamer versus the game That itself, game has but just
1: a lot going on. It was and so And it can feel really overwhelming. There's a lot to keep in mind and there's so much to do. Even a lot more in the real... crafting in that one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A
0: lot more like resource management I mean, and people
1: adore it and for good reason but there is a lot yeah. to there's deal one... with in that game.
0: Yeah, I want to revisit it but I do remember when I first played Origins, uh, Dragon Age Origins, the very first one. That was the first, probably very deep RPG I had ever played. So I wasn't, you know, I'd seen like videos of it and seen everything. So I was expecting it to still be kind of more of a hack and slash play style. So I was very confused. In the very first openings of that game, when I would be running up and coming to enemies, how they kept killing me so easy, I'm like, I'm attacking. Why am I not (laughs) swinging my sword? Not realizing that it's the input of attack. You know, it's like the chain of the chain of moves rather than like hitting the button to go over and over and just swing your sword. So I kept like canceling my attacks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jared, it (laughs) it took me a while to figure that one out. But no, but uh, but yeah. So I've I've but since then and learned since I played beat that one and Dragon Age two. Um, I've learned more how to like actually, you know. It's it's the gamer's journey. You play new stuff, you figure out new things about it, and unless you figure of course out new you ways.
1: To... Give Breath of the Wild a try and just give up and don't make it very far.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, unless you just is call that the gamer's into. journey, <laughs> Jared?
1: <Journey? laughs>
0: <laughs> me out, but yes, no. It's it doesn't work for every game, but some games, yes, it you works. Know what? And you know You tried. You tried, and it's still there. Like, and it's one that I will continue. That I will probably go back to
1: that you'll continue to look at
0: think about it and then won't do do I want to take the effort to switch the cartridge out
1: Mm, oh my god no
0: I don't (laughs) absurd I'll just play smash instead but no um yeah I'm actually I'm still very very into uh, Civ 6 on my switch right now
1: well that's understandable
0: which I would say pick that up when it gets cheap, or if it does get cheap. Because, I mean, have you played any of the Civ games before? Back, like, when they were on the computer. Okay.
2: I th- Am I thinking of the right ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: the turn-based the strategy where you're building cities. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like,
2: it's probably going to be bad, like, for my band director back in high school, but he would actually, like, play that during band. And so, <laughs> That's so we really spent more funny. time playing that than we did actually rehearsing, um, for those of us who were the favorites. But, yeah. Wow. So that was my first experience with it.
0: I would say I was skeptical about getting it on Switch because I was just like, I'm used to playing it on PC. How's it
1: going to run? How's it going to run?
0: Yeah. But actually really well. And, it, and even the, it took me a little bit to get the layout of the buttons and the, the mapping and everything like that to click in my head because it was so different. I'm used to being able to hit you know key bindings and everything like that for all the things I need to do. And this one requires a little bit more scrolling through all the options. But it still looks great. It plays great late game. When there is a lot of cities and a lot of units running around, it does bog down a little bit, but still it's a great experience. And now it's on the go. I tried to play it on my laptop. It makes my laptop sound like mm-hmm. it's going to die and explode. <laughs> but this it on the switch. I was amazed how much I love it. And it's, I have played more Civ six on the switch now than I ever have on the, on my PC version of it, which I've had since launch. So it's like, it's, it's, it's just got me back into it so much. So I would say that goes on sale. Definitely pick it up because again, like you know, like you and I both share the love of history and all this stuff, and and that's a key part of what of some of the games we love. In mean, Civ Six, it's it's all there for that reason because you just get all that historical wonderfulness.
1: Or you could say F you to history and realism and the world, and instead, instead play Yoshi's Crafted World.
0: <laughs> there you go. A
1: much better game where you get to play as an adorable little felted Yoshi.
0: And that one's co-op too, so you get paid to play on. Too. There you go. There you go. There you go. But yeah, so anything else let's see well i guess we're pretty much almost up out of time anyway so we might as well jump into our soundtrack spotlight uh and everything but before we do that though if you've played any of these games have thoughts on anything we've talked about or if want you to have share
1: suggestions us- for michael oh yeah give us some
0: switch game <laughs> suggestions that would be great too drop those in the comments below or send us an email at teamchatpocketsgmail.com. join our discord server and you can talk about talk about it with us there but we'd love to hear all your thoughts and opinions but before we go we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight which michael has prepared a song for us today
2: yeah, so this was uh, a game I played a lot as a kid, um, Banjo-Kazooie.
0: Oh, boy! Yeah, oh, he, he brought this up, and I was like, I don't think we've ever we talked never have. really anything about Banjo and Kazooie, so this is exciting.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been so long that I don't remember much of it, except for just run, running around and jumping on things. Um, but that was, you know, I was like eight at the time right? yeah what else are you gonna do um and it was one of those games like i never learned how to actually beat it um but and you still had fun you still had fun and that's what games are for exactly and um so when we were talking about this i was just like well how better how much better than to celebrate first time on the podcast than to use one of the soundtracks from one of the very first games that i ever
0: played good, so good solid choice yeah so which uh d- it's just the main theme. Yeah, right? it's
2: just the main title theme of nice. uh, banjo And then so. who
0: was the composer of that one again?
2: Uh Grant Kirkhope. Um he also did the GoldenEye 007 Ooh. for Nintendo 64, Donkey Kong 64. Wow. Nice. Um so yeah, definitely.
0: I think I think he and David Wise are like the two early like 60 and 64 like rare guys did a lot of the soundtracks for a lot of those games. So yeah. uh, so they're really good like they produce some amazing stuff so stick around for that after the close of the episode which i mean is pretty much now for the for the main theme of banjo and kazooie by grant Kirkhope. but until next time everybody i'm one of your hosts Jarrett wilson joined by my co-host rachel Morgan, sayonara and our special guest michael boyd Th- thanks for coming on yes thanks Glad for to be joining here. us <laughs> thanks for having me. yeah no it's super great to talk some games with you come back next week everybody for another fun gaming topic we'll see you next time stick around for the song